This is the AOS Career Podcast, part of the Bonebeat Orthopedic Podcast channel. This series features conversations on professional development and growth opportunities within the field of musculoskeletal healthcare. I'm your host, Daniel Cognetti. Hi, I'm Dr. Dan Cognetti, an orthopedic surgeon in San Antonio and the host of the AOS Career Podcast. I'm excited today to welcome my good friend and colleague, Dr. Mike DeFore, a current PGY4, about to be PGY5, who's applying to Sports Fellowship and who'll be taking over the AOS podcast for me. Mike Lynn, hi. Thanks for having me, Dan. Really excited to be here and again, learn a little bit from your experience and how we can continue to push this forward and make this better. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great episode. Obviously, you and I talk a lot offline about what the AOS can offer to different residents, being that we have our roles in the resident assembly and you taking over as the chair now. And obviously, taking over this podcast, I think I can hopefully give you some insights as to my experience with that and how you can make it a productive thing in the future. Absolutely. Michael, let's start with your role in the resident assembly. Obviously, you were vice chair this past year and now taking over as the chair role. Tell us a little bit about what the Resident Assembly does and what you're looking forward to in the coming year. The Resident Assembly truly has, I think, embodied and continues to improve on just serving as the voice for all of the residents across the country. I mean, there's close to 200 resident ACGME accredited resident programs across the country, and the Resident Assembly hosted by the AOS is truly the opportunity for residents to come together, make sure that their concerns are heard, make sure that they are represented at the program level and institutional level, and that their ideas are incorporated into what we continue to want resident education to look like. And I think the Resident Assembly each year continues to make improving strides to get more residents involved and to make sure that we truly are pushing the agenda of all resident programs across the country. I think for this year in particular, what I'm looking forward to the most is some of those initiatives focusing on really pushing forward our education as well as advocacy and policy. This year has been addition of the Health Policy Committee, which has been designed to help address issues for residents specifically to define what our actions and our stance can be on health policy and literacy. Awesome. We're obviously very grateful to Dr. Catherine Mallett for her service this past year, and we're excited about your continuing role and the mold that you are going to take for the Resident Assembly and for the AOSs. Let's talk a little bit about different podcasts or maybe things that you have coming down the pipe and that you're looking forward to, you know, specific different things, maybe at the annual meeting coming up or different resources that the AOS might be offering in the next several months. My favorite part about the annual meeting that I'm most excited about again this year is the influencer series where we have resident assembly members and delegates host a particular person in the field of orthopedics that we feel has been influential, whether in early career or certain aspects of orthopedics. It's a three-part series and it's an hour, just informal interview style forum that is on consecutive days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This year, we have a great lineup and have three special guests. The first is going to be Robin West, who is the chair of ANOVA in Fairfax, Virginia. She is a prior head team physician for NFL team. And we also have Vonda Wright, who is a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon now in Orlando, Florida, as well as Brian Waterman, who is 
fellowship director and orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at Wake Forest. So we have a great opportunity to learn from these early career surgeons who have made quite an influential stance in the orthopedic and sports medicine world and were hand-selected by residents across the country to learn more about their story. In addition to the Influencer Series, we have our kind of traditional resident-focused programs, include the peer-to-peer mentoring program. We have speed mentoring system where residents can rotate around different tables to talk to other peers at different programs across the country to help guide their fellowship process, matching process, and their ideas on what they want to get out of their early career practice. Additionally, we have the resident assembly business meeting is going to be held on Wednesday, and then the resident education forum, which is going to be held on Thursday. So we have a good lineup to include multiple different ways for residents to get involved with the meeting and make the meeting feel a little bit more small and less intimidating as it can be the first time around. Awesome. I know I had a great time. I got to interview Dr. Tokish for my influencer series part, but sounds like the lineup is great again this year. So excited to hear those different interviews and get some insights from some of those folks in the field. I definitely always love the resident events because it, like you said, it, it makes the meeting pretty small and makes it a little bit more intimate for residents and they feel more connected in general to the event. And obviously meeting people around the country that are your same level of training or maybe applying to fellowship the same time as you is really nice as well. Big plug for the Trivia Bowl too. Always have a good time with that. And there's always a pretty good turnout, a couple hundred people there. So I can't speak highly enough about the work that you guys do in terms of coordinating these different activities to make sure that residents are involved on top of the rest of the program that everybody's involved in. So thank you for all you do with that. Absolutely. There's also some really good tips and tricks that the AOS has put out for residents to guide them on how to navigate the annual meeting. If you haven't downloaded it, there's an annual meeting app that will help direct you towards the resident events. There's an AOS membership app that can also help you get plugged in with certain communities and folks that you have similar interests to and help you find ICLs that you may be interested in. And then, of course, the Career Center last year really offered some phenomenal resources that will, again, be on display this year. You can get your free headshot from the photo booth. You can go as many times as you want, get a professional headshot. I know that's something we're all usually needing last minute and have not had updated since the beginning of medical school. You can also get a one-on-one CV consultation that you sign up for and you can sit down with a 15 to 30 minute time slot and one-on-one with someone to go over your CV and gives you tips and tricks on how to make yours better and tailor it for whatever you're looking for. So lots of great opportunities to take advantage of. Yeah, the photo booth was always great. I was probably still using my like seventh grade picture with like buck teeth and braces. <laughs> so doing the photo shoot is good. And then the CV, I think was very helpful too. I did that, which just helped me to make it more professional and streamlined too. So anybody looking to beef up their CV or get a nice headshot, feel free to do that. Let's talk a little bit more about the resident assembly and with the annual meeting coming up, that typically means a lot of delegates are leaving or representatives are leaving. And there are a lot of openings coming up. So just wondering first how you ended up getting involved in the resident assembly or how people should try to get involved. And can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the pending openings? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest ways we've made good progress in the resident assembly over the last year and a half or so is we've really tried to structure 
the executive committee and the individual subcommittees and the members within those committees to make it a little bit more meaningful so that everyone has a defined role and knows their avenue and way to contribute. And also, I think it helps members feel accomplished, like we're working towards something and just to have something you can put on your CV. Yes, this is a great way to get involved, but we also want to make sure it's memorable and it's useful for folks. So we have much more of a formal system and way to get involved now that I think we just continue to improve upon. So within the executive committee, we have six subcommittees. All of those have a chair that's usually on for one to two years. And then we have eight positions on each subcommittee that are the member positions. So this upcoming year, as those become available, they will be posted online and that will start typically right after the annual meeting, you'll see those postings go up. We always are interested to have more folks involved, even if there's not a formal position open. But again, our subcommittees include the career development, research, DEI, education, innovations, and then our newest being the health policy. We also have two member at large positions, which will be open next year. Those two positions sit on the executive committee. They don't belong to a specific subcommittee, but they help just kind of with the overall operations and any big projects we're working on. So I think it's become easier now than ever and more streamlined to help point folks in the right direction of how to get involved. And that's through the AOS CAPS website. Those will be posted at the same time. Or if you go to the AOS website, to the Resident Assembly page, all of our contact information is on there. And we are more than willing for residents just to reach out with their interests and how they'd like to be involved and we can get them plugged in. We have had a pretty big turnover in resident delegates this past year that we're trying to fill. So that is a spot that on an annual basis as residents are graduating and moving on to fellowship can be tricky to fill. And every program that is ACGME accredited across the country has a resident delegate position that we would like to fill and continue to make a plug to get more folks involved that way. Awesome. Yeah. I know that as people graduate, those positions aren't often filled, but part of the agreement with these resident delegates is obviously that the delegates are given a trip or a pass, however you want to phrase it, to go to the annual meeting and they're supposed to be involved in AOS. And so getting involved with that is a good way to get to AOS and to network and obviously to see what AOS holds and the opportunities and different pathways. So I think if for anybody that's out there listening, if you don't know who your delegate is, get with your program director, see if there is somebody and if there's not, apply for it and see if maybe that's something that you want to be involved in. Also on the Resident Assembly webpage on AOS, you can go to the Resident Delegate tab and there is a link you can download that lists all of the current delegates in each of their respective programs that can help you also identify a program that may not have a current delegate. One other little plug I want to bring up too was at the annual meeting and particularly the Resident Assembly business meeting, we always ask for 
people to give their advisory opinions. These are just different things that you think of throughout the year that either you want AOS to make a change for or that you see that could be improved. And so we always ask residents from around the country at these meetings, what do you think can be changed or what suggestions for improvement do you have? And so if anybody has ideas, we are more than happy to hear them and are really actually very interested in hearing what people around the country have to say. Like one advisory opinion that I had was, I don't think that interns should be spending six months on non-orthopedic rotations after finishing med school. So I brought that to the board and made a proposal for that to try to help through. So any little thing that you think needs improved either nationally or locally that you think the AOS can help with, this is your time to advocate for that either as a resident delegate or someone coming to the business meeting. Dan, I think that's a great point that you bring up. We just had a journal club this week looking at leadership and we discuss the orthopedic competencies changing for resident education. And we're going to a completely competent C-based model that has to be implemented across all programs by 2025. And I think now more than ever, we're going to see our education structure and our leadership structure change, hopefully all for the better. But that brings up a great point that we want to make sure we're capturing everyone's experience and we're getting feedback from all of those across the country. And now more than ever that we're taking a stance and having kind of the unified resident voice for how things are going across the country. Thanks, Mike. It's been a pleasure having you on today, obviously talking about the resident assembly and your future outlook and the future plan that you have going forward. You're wearing the sheriff hat now. So excited to see what you do over the next year and obviously excited for you for fellowship and applications and interviews and seeing where you end up after that too. Anything else you want to add before we go today? Just a question for you. I mean, you've ran this podcast now for the last two years, definitely big shoes to follow, not only in this podcast, but for me, you've been a huge mentor throughout this process, getting involved in the AOS and also just clinically being your junior resident. It feels like maybe for life at this point. Now that you're on the other side of this process as starting off now as a early in your career as an orthopedic surgeon, what experiences do you feel like you have learned from your involvement in the resident assembly and just getting involved with AOS early on that you are taking with you moving forward? Let's just make one thing clear. You will always be my intern. Okay. <laughs> Not even junior resident intern. No, I'm just kidding. You're doing a great job. And as I said, I'm really excited for you to take this over and, and grow it and make it your own. In terms of things that I've learned just from my involvement in the AOS, I didn't really know anybody that was involved. And so I got to meet a ton of great people from around the country. First, just starting with residents, the prior chairs and the guys and girls that I became friends with. I now have career-long relationships with them. And I text them on a regular basis to see how they're doing in fellowship, to ask them about cases, to vent, to listen to their problems as well. So that's been really gratifying to kind of make nationwide friendships. And then from a young career surgeon's perspective, I've really got to rub shoulders with some great folks, former AOS presidents, leaders of subspecialty organizations, a lot of influential people that I can now email or call if I need to and ask them for a favor or ask them for advice. And so I think that's been invaluable with the networking perspective. And then just making AOS small. I, I talk about it a lot, but AOS was overwhelming the first time I went to the annual meeting as a second year resident. 
And now that I'm a young staff and have been going for several years and have gone to the various karaoke parties and trivia events and things like that, there are so many familiar faces and the meeting feels really small. So I think I can't speak enough about the interpersonal relationships and the opportunities that it's afforded to me. And I obviously hope to continue to be involved as a, a young career member and hopefully you know, help out AOS in the future in whatever role I may have. That's a great point. I think this is a great way for us to early on learn the insides and the structure of the academy and AOS overall and to make it feel a little bit smaller. What's one thing that you would like to see the resident assembly focus on this upcoming year? Oh boy. There's a couple of things that I'm pretty passionate about in terms of education. I think it's ridiculous that you graduate medical school and that you're required to do six months of non-orthopedic education. I just did that my fourth year of medical school. So I'd love to see the AOS take a stance on that and say, why is the ACGME restricting us in this way? Is it just because you want free or cheap labor from residents? And to be honest, I feel that's the case. I know historically we've done these intern years, but we have these competency-based models. We're trying to make the best orthopedic surgeons possible. And I understand there needs to be some well-rounded education, but four years of medical school is enough time to do that. And I feel like the academy and our subspecialty should not let ourselves be limited by a body which doesn't necessarily know what it takes or requires to become an orthopedic surgeon. So I'd love to see the AOS take a stand in that way. I'm really excited about the AOS and the ABOS's collaboration to try to make the OIDI better. I think the residents have had a big push on that to try to link the two and make the OIDI more relevant to our board examination questions. Obviously, just having finished my part one and have part two that I just started collecting for, I think that's really going to be important and I hope to see ongoing collaboration. And then I think the changes that they've been making with the annual meeting with changing the specialty days around are really helpful and then partnering with the different subspecialty organizations. And clearly, the AOS is a powerhouse in terms of the PAC and the importance of lobbying cannot be overstated. I had no idea about any of the lobbying or PAC efforts that went on until I went to the National Orthopedic Leadership Conference in DC about a year and a half ago. And it's a big deal. When you learn about the cuts that are going on with Medicare and reimbursements, it should be on the forefront of every orthopedic resident and orthopedic surgeon's mind. And we all need to put some effort in to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen and to make sure that we're lobbying appropriately to our congressmen and senators. Those are great points, Dan, and hopefully all topics that we can get into a little bit more this year. Mike Lynn, I really appreciate you joining in today and for you taking over the reins of the podcast. Excited to see what you do with it in the coming year and excited to see everyone at the annual meeting coming up. And I almost forgot to mention in reference to the PAC and rubbing shoulders with some of the leaders in orthopedics, the Ortho PAC is actually celebrating its 25th anniversary and the 2024 Resident Supporters and Capital Club event that we always go to, which is a great time is being held at the Harlequin on Tuesday at 8 p.m. As always, Dan, it's big shoes to follow, but looking forward to the opportunity and the challenge and looking forward to seeing everyone here shortly at the annual meeting. Thank you for listening to this episode of the AOS Career Podcast, part of the Bone Beat Orthopedic Podcast channel with production and sound design by Mission Based Media. For more information on this topic and other conversations on professional development, please visit aos.org backslash the bone beat dash career. <laughs>